The following podcast is a production of the network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Podcasters, the Dungeons & Dragons tabletop podcast on the network at BICBP-radio.com. I'm your Dungeon Master for the evening and this campaign uh, with the Fabala 5. We are, ha- we are currently hosting uh, some technical difficulties on the stream. We have some players waiting to jump on in. There's no problem with that there. Uh, I figure we're going to do a little bit of some impromptu uh First reactions on our sorcerer warlock uh, recent jump, as well as uh, Dan uh, or warlock wizard, as they both have went and multiclassed on us. Both of you guys did. Uh, So give the listeners your first thoughts on the multiclassing into both sorcerer and wizard. Um, I'll let you. Maximus take off with this one. Cool, cool, cool. Um, yeah. So I mean, uh, I I think the idea of being a little bit more chaotic is the way that I wanted uh, Maximus to play as uh, was definitely able to be done with um, multi-classing Norman to sorcerer, uh, especially with um, this table of randomness that can be rolled on for if, if, if uh, uh, I roll a one, which is always fun and seems to happen a lot with our group. We do get a lot of fricks. Um, so yeah, I, I think the idea of rolling on the wild magic surge table and uh, just brings a little bit more hecticness to the character and the gameplay. Uh, and I, I feel like we go off the rails as a whole um so it kind of seems natural almost for it to happen that way oh hey it's remus (laughs) nice nice uh danny how's it been with the whole kind of i I never wanted to force your hand into going evil and and to going wizard i don't like the thought of of making my players do that but you definitely forced me i didn't force you 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 fully wanted and embraced that much evil and hate uh in how into howard's heart you fully embraced the little bit that it did take to turn you but how has it been and what are your initial thoughts on this um it's been fun um it definitely gives more of a range for howard to expand upon as opposed to like only being able to do a couple things and then that's it he's done for a while um, so gives me like a brand new tool set, I guess, to have fun and play with, uh, okay. Howard was already kind of teetering very much in the neutral zone, kind of leaning, kind of evil, kind of leaving kind of good. He wasn't sure. Uh, he's more of a self-interest person at the moment and, uh, what he's wanting, um, he will have to sacrifice or do to get what he wants. So in this case, he wants to obtain more power 
uh, to exert his power. And by doing that, he's may have to go evil. He may decide maybe that's not the best thing to do. Who knows? All right. Interesting. We'll see. Well, we'll see everyone. Um, okay. Well, we got Remus, uh, we got Ricky jumping in, got him connected in. I know Finks is going to be on a little, little behind. So without further ado, let's pick up into this. Now, oh yeah. By the way, huge shout out to our sponsor, Jeff DZT industries, please guys. Don't forget. If you haven't yet, uh, go follow DCT industries on Instagram at DCT underscore industries, as well as on Facebook, DCT industries tabletop gaming. Um, please check them out. Show the support, check out the, their new game that they're going to be releasing uh, time on. Uh, basically. Yeah. Go check them out. Show the support. Let's jump into tonight's session. We had a little too much of a delay already. All right. Last time we last off, we left off. You guys had ventured into uh, crystal orbs, supposedly trapped by Jarrell in a mock-up Burgold. You somewhat explored a little bit. Howard explored a puff shop, hoping to find some alchemical ingredients and items was greeted with a uh, robe-cloaked, yellow-hooded shepherd uh, of the Yellow King. You got out of that fight fairly simple. Uh, or not very simple, fairly, uh, fairly unhurt. It could have went a lot worse. I was expecting the party to, you know, lose, lose you and, you know, have to go on without you and who knows how you're going to come back. But, you know, you got out of that. You guys went over to Jarrell's childhood home, well, his home, and then saw it in changes of his childhood home, found some documents concerning a bit of Jarrell's backstory uh, into who knows what his dealings were concerned, uh, concerning, and seemingly broke out of this prison-like shell. You guys would be rebounded back to where you were two sessions ago as Howard and Remus. You were off. What were you guys off getting? You guys were off doing before because we had Finks and Azov off uh, Carnival Barking for you guys. You guys were off investigating. That's what it is. You guys were off investigating and... Oh my God, I'm going to go blank. My notes. I know Howard went back to the cart to see if he could find Kelna. He went back to the cart to see Kelna and Remus. What were you doing specifically? Uh, at that point, I think we were just rallying troops to kind of take care of stuff. I had nothing really specific on my end. Um, we got the lightsaber sword. We made friends with the dragon. Yeah, yeah. That's what it is. You were investigating. You went in the barrels. That's what it is. You were looking in the barrels. You guys went off investigating, and that's how you found the actual the orbs, which... Yeah, you had the run-in with the little girl, who may not have been a little girl, after all. Ram! Coming out of this falling state. Howard and Remus, you're standing outside of Jarrell's kind of personal tent where you had spent the night. Uh, looking over at the big top, you see the red and white is kind of coming to this evil, um, decay, decrepit looking as if the, it's, the tenting itself is kind of dying away. The big top as if it's a 
shedding a skin. But the surrounding patrons are very elven, and you see maybe a fairy or two, possibly a centaur, little kids ah, running around. This is starting to become a, a different carnival of sorts. A shift in the air has begun. What are you guys doing? Um, well, that was weird. What time of day is it? Make a wisdom check. Uh, Looking up at the sky and seeing through these uh, gray-like clouds. Uh, That's a seven. Okay. Okay. It's an evening at some point. It's kind of awkward to to tell the difference between this very contrasting sky of dark grays, but then there's this shimmer of Almost glitter to it and streaks of purple and pink. And it kind of melds into the background, almost like the sky is changing colors, almost layered. Uh, that looks like fun. I'm going to look around. Uh, and who's near me? Who's running around? Little kids, a uh, few elves. Looks like a couple walking hand in hand. Um, who are you looking for? Anything specific? Anyone? Um, anything that might have resembled the little girl from before. Make an investigation check. All right. <laughs> oh, frick. There's a lot of kids, and Jarell's a pretty uh, shape, pretty good shapeshifter. Okay. Uh, any children like by themselves? Make a perception check. Oh, you're killing me here. Oh, okay. 22. (laughs) I mean, there's a lot of children. Uh, At the moment, 22, uh, there's one child. He has darker skin, matted black hair, kind of shaggy and a little messy, shortcut. It's about eight years old. Kind of slumped shoulder, just kind of looking around the crowd. Pokes his head up as if he sees someone attracting his attention. Look off at the 22. You see maybe parents. Kind of like, here, come here. Little kid just couples off. Hey, little boy. He's like 20 feet from you. Oh. Hey, little boy. He looks over at you. Begins to run off to his parents still. Oh, that was rude. All right. Well, um... you're, you, you mean you're an older person just kind of shouting, hey, little boy, to a child yeah. in, a, in, a, in a circus. Yeah. You know, he, he he definitely learned stranger danger. Good for him. I mean, um, <laughs> all right. So then I will. Uh, I'm near Jarrell's tent. You said right. Yes. All right. I'll kind of like go back inside of there. Anybody inside of there? Make a person. Are are you uh, Remus? Are you following Howard throughout this process? Yeah, I'd be hanging out, trying to make sure he doesn't get lost or we get lost from each other because it seems oh, like things are moving 
Okay. I thought it was by myself. I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't realize nope. Remus is right next to me. Nope, because when you guys disappear, you yell little kids. <laughs> All right. Oh, Remus. I didn't see you there. Um, where's uh, where's everybody else? Uh, you know, where are we all really? <laughs> you know, that, I, I feel like I keep asking myself that same oh, question. Multiple times sometimes. Yeah. Um, no, I think I think we're still at the carnival. Um, it looks different. I assume they someone said it moves. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be moving soon. Um, and I, I don't get why they have people packing up, and if it's if know. it if it moves, but it they don't have to move things. That seems know. very that weird. All right, well, I feel like we should get out of here before we end up moving into another plane. Because yeah, I have probably. a feeling with our proven track record, uh, we might end up <laughs> elsewhere. <laughs> just plain so, jump. Just plain jump. Uh, do we do we know how to leave? Um, well, I think things we just walk to like the, the edge of the carnival. Right? Yeah. You guys have not genuinely tried to leave. No. I you mean, guys started like to, gate, and then I never. Yeah. All right. You guys so... want to kill Jarrell? So if you want to fight him, you stay here and fight him. If you guys like f it, we out. Leave. Well, I mean, if he's stuck here, we know where he is because he's stuck here. Right, but if here ends up leaving, then Jarrell leaves too, and then there goes my chance. So, but, but we know where he'll be. Right. We'll know where he'll be, but where will here be? Isn't that always the question? <laughs> um, so are we are we going to his tent then, or we're we're outside his tent, right? Yeah, you're outside the tent. Okay. Uh, let me just check real quick, just to make sure. I'm gonna like kind of poke my head in. Poke your head in from under the under the uh, cloth dropping of the tent of the tent. You see a, a large silver dragon. <sighs> no Jarrell. You see his bed, foot locker, chest, 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 side drawer, uh, side dresser. I think we should let this dragon go. If I'm, if I'm just saying, I think it's from here. Yeah, that's fine. Hey, uh, I'm gonna go back in the tent. Uh, crap! And I'm gonna go back outside the tent. Hey, Remus, uh, what was the dragon's name again? <laughs> you know, I don't recall. That's what I thought. Okay, go back inside. <laughs> hey, uh, dragon. Sure. Hey, Sylvie. Yes, yes. I'm sorry. What was your name again? Corvier. Corvier. That's right. How can I forget such a <sighs> lovely name? Uh, so. We're not quite sure where Jarrell is. He may be tied here. He may not be, but we feel like this place might be moving. Do you know anything about that? Where it moves to? Oh, you're making a uh, history check. As a silver dragon.
time. Sorry, I was digging for dice. Your question exactly again. Uh, do you know anything about this carnival where it may end up going? The carnival. Where it travels to. He's, he's, you see him thinking, uh, sitting there and thinking, just really pondering a deep thought. The carnival travels between planes and destinations. Uh, it smells like cotton candy and gold glitter. We're in destination of the Feywild. Oh, the Feywild. Okay. Well, yeah, that place is kind of weird, and I don't really have that many fans there, so... Um, this is going to slide into the tent at this point. <laughs> Excuse me, did you say we're in the Feywild? We're going there after the transition of energy. The planes will shift and the carnival moves. You had a ballpark on how long that might be? Well, I've been napping. He just kind of reaches out and ducks his head underneath, looks around. You see him scanning the denizens of the park. About five hours. Unless you'd like to be stuck here, I suggest you leave before the transition is complete. And uh, any idea by chance on how long that might be? Like, do we have a couple of days, hours? He just looks at you very, just. You don't see, you don't seem uh, to be understanding what I'm saying. You have about five hours here. Okay. That, that, that's why I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> okay. Wow. Uh, so we should probably find the gloomiest side of the carnival to leave on then. That yeah. would be my guess. After this passage of planes has been completed, you'll be stuck in the Feywild to travel there from your own means. But I don't know, the last place sucked pretty much. I think I'll be going with the circus this time. Oh, where was the last place? Some shadow fell. Referring to Barovia. Gotcha. I mean, it wasn't so bad. They had some pretty good pie. He looks you over. So I've been told. Looking you up and down, just kind of taken in your judgment. All right. So, are we still on for the plan, which are at? Um, if we can do it in like four hours, yes. It should be, but a few moments gets him cl- okay. gets him close enough, and we can break his neck easily. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let's get the show on the road then. Okay. Uh, let's find uh, Max and Finks. And I think Morgor disappeared, so he's no longer. Hey, Remus, do you know what happened to your little, uh, your white twin? Your tiefling buddy? Uh, 
Hmm. I think he's here. I assume he's still here. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we check. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm not sure where the... I got... Oh, I got to look at the thing again. Eleven? He seemed like he was kind of meandering. Uh, or me- or meandering around the outskirts of the circus last you had seen him. You don't recall any specific direction or place of interest that he went in particular, though. I assume he's probably only staying around for a little bit longer. I don't think he'd have much interest in the Feywild compared to the Shadowfeld. Okay. Hmm. You're not like connected to them. I, I know that sounds wrong, and I'm sorry, Remus. You, you're a good guy, but you guys aren't like connected or anything, are you? No. Okay. Cool. We're just we're we're friendly. I would suppose we're friendly. We're loose associates. All right. From that time, you were there. Yeah. Ryan cuffed him, and then he was shooting stuff. Now Drell's yeah. gone. We need to find Drell. That's the real main point of this plan. Yeah. If we're if we've got five hours. Okay. Yeah. Let's get this going then. Um, let's gather everybody up and head to the tent. Hey. Make an investigation check. Ooh, uh, dirty twenty. Okay. Thirteen. Okay. Looking around takes you probably about the better part of a half hour to 45 minutes to end up finding Maximus. Maximus. Uh, Up to this point, you and Finks have come back and, well, make a perception check, which is advantage. With the distraction of this fey-like senses hitting you, it's uh, almost dizzy and blurry, kind of almost this uh, connection of home, just beyond your grasp. Uh, with disadvantage, dirty 20. Because it's a dirty 20 and not a nat 20, you don't exactly know where Finks went off to. <laughs> but returning, come back from Jarrell's, and you remember Finks falling with you and you remember landing and he's just so darn small and tiny that he got mixed up in a cross uh, crowd and you lost them. But with the dirty 20 over the course of 45 minutes, you end up finding Howard and Remus. Hey guys. Um, small problem. I lost Finks. But I'm sure we'll find him again as well. Uh, um, all right. But before we do go in, there is one more thing I want to try and do just to make sure we have all of our bases covered. And he, I look up to the sky to see if there's any more of those ravens flying around the circus. Make a perception check. 13. Sky? Definitely looks a bit fayish. 
you're really like, oh yeah, yeah, no, there's there's the pink, there's the pink midday. Uh, there's there's a couple purple clouds, green looking sun shape off in the distance, looking like some uh kind of uh, elvish uh, firework explosion that's just kind of lingering. A lot of party magic. You're like, yep, yep, yep. Oh, and you do see some ravens. Flying uh, scarce, but there are a few ravens. All right, I want to cast uh, speak with animals uh, to the ravens and okay. basically reach out and say, um, "I'm in need of a favor for finding your little ones. Uh, any of your warriors that can help us over the course of the next few hours would be greatly appreciated. Uh, gather in the main tent." And I'll just leave it at that. Cry for help, basically. For the keepers of the feather. Okay. Here, if you just a moment. I'm just adjusting sounds real quick. Being made aware. All right. Can, uh, real quick, guys. Sorry, everyone listening in. Um. Okay. Hey, uh, Danny. Real quick, say hi. Hi, I'm Danny. <laughs> Mark. Hey, I'm Mark. Ricky. See it. This audio test is brought to you by Kaimon. Uh, we, nice. We only do a midstream, guys. Only do a midstream. Hopefully, that is better. I, I believe so. Uh, Blackrock Joe or Jeff. Someone hit us with uh. Let me know how the levels are. Danny, let me know when one of them responds. Okay. All right. Uh, help finding the little ones. Uh, a raven looks down at you, dear. Three young ones. We're found. Broken. What? We're good? We're good. We're good sound wise. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Broken bodies and hats on the way home. Birth forms they were still. Essentially. Flying out unguarded. A dangerous place, but you have a cleric. Cleric can do cleric things, maybe. I'll just nod my head. What's the plan, gentlemen? Well, as it turns out from our uh, favorite silver dragon, uh, we only have about mm, closer to four hours now uh, before this thing travels again to what he is saying, the Feywild. Um, I know that's where, yeah, home for you. Um, I don't think I have many friends there, not because I, you know, I've never been there, but more because uh, they don't like me for some reason. So I'd rather not go. Um, 
But if we can wrap this up, kill Jarrell and get out of here before we go back to your home. Sorry, Max. Uh, we can visit later if that's okay. Fine with me. Cool. Um, so, yeah. I guess so, we're getting uh, Corvier set up in the tent, right? You guys are going to set up Corvier in the big top? Yeah. Okay. So. Dun, dun, dun. Without further ado, as you all walk into the tent, do you guys do anything to prep before you walk into this tent? Um, any, I don't know. I was going to say that time that Max was looking around and all that stuff, that wouldn't be considered like short rest for us, would it? If you wanted to say that you took your time to just take a short rest, I'll allow that. Okay, perfect. Yes, I would like that. Does anyone else wish to do anything else before we walk into a uh, walk into a uh, tent? I think I'm good. Remus is good to go. Okay. I don't have enough desk space, guys. Give me a sec. Okay. You walk in and see a far different setting. As you walk in, you see a, technically you'd be walking in this way. Can you see that? Yep. I have to fix my Maximus Mini. So we got a substitute for right now. Hey, substitutes. You see there is a large arch at the entrance of this tent. The tent, uh, oh, perfect timing. Walking in, here I run. So everyone watch, I'm gonna do just a shifting of cameras. As you walk in, there's this large stone pillar-like arch. The tent has the drapings pulled from the side to and staked into the earth. It's cast in dark shadows, and the inside is lit dimly by four funeral – or not funeral, by four fires. I don't know why I said funeral. Uh, by four fires <laughs> spaced out throughout this open area. It's a smaller – than you had previously went to. It has been changed almost. The horror gothic looking interior with the black and the white and the cobwebs have shifted to a forest like ritualistic 
setting, uh, being formed, uh, being influenced by the Fae. You see multiple trees have sprung up, as well as somehow a ritual-like stone hedge of sorts has been placed for you, whether by accident or on purpose. You don't know. There's a center stone that is... 10 by 10 that comes up five feet off the ground. There appears to be a tree that has been busted and broken down. A few stones have scattered the board, uh, scatter the ground and the tent has been pulled tight to a 50 by 50 size arena. I need y'all make perception checks. Fifteen. Uh, that's a frick. Perfect. Eight. Perfect. Done. Twenty. Dirty. Dirty. Wait, real quick. Frick, eight. What was yours, Remus? I was eight. You were eight. What was yours, Maximus? Fifteen. Fifteen, okay. Uh, Fifteen. You see uh, Finks standing below the archway, almost drawn to it. Uh, Finks, you had been separated from Maximus and the crowd, and you stumbled your way into the big tent. Everyone else, unfortunately, had not seen this. And as you're all staring into it, Remus and Howard, you're just looking intently into the tent. You can't see Finks, and Finks, you just kind of look up, and everyone's behind you. Oh, there you guys are. Corvier's all way behind the, the three of you. Should we go in? Uh, no time like the present. All right. You move into. Here. Make perception checks. Oh, well, I mean, pretty much. You guys already did those. Um. Thanks. I'll say this one. With your 20, you see that there are three stone uh, gravestones and burial plots that do stick out. Can I, can I read them? Is there any? Yeah, you run no. over them. Yeah. And you see written in, um, let's see. there's a tiny one, a middle-sized one, and then a larger-sized one to the right. Which one do you go to? Um, the one to the right, the one to the right, right, that's be the largest of them. It thinks is right, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You run over to that one. You see it states, uh, Maximus the mad. All right. I look kind of like back and forth at Maximus. I'm just kind of. Hey, Maximus. Yes? I think this is yours. Ooh. 
right. I run over and sit on it. You run over to the plot of Earth, sit on yeah. it. Is it is it like dug out or is it there a mound? Oh no, there's like a buried mound, almost like a funeral, like a you know, freshly like this is a grave. Someone dug in uh buried something here. Cool. Uh yeah, I'll sit uh I'll sit on the, the headstone. All right, sitting on the headstone. That's kind of cool. You're a cool cat. You said there was only three though? There was three headstones. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna read the other two and okay. see who's missing. One in the middle. You see it reads Remus. Okay. But one in the far left, Finks. Ah. You got one too. Howard. Can't find hey, yours. Thanks. Uh that's because I'm not dead. I'm definitely not dead. I'm also not dead. I'll hold up my hand to see if I can see through it. Yeah, Max, I don't think you're a ghost either. Nope. I'm going to go poke Max. (laughs) Poke him. You seem uh, pretty solid. I I would like to take out the sun sword or the sun blade. Mm -hmm. I just want to slash my my headstone in half. Make attack roll. Okay. All right. 22. All right. <laughs> Bringing the uh, sword down, roll damage to this. 12 damage. You carve off part of the uh, top as you kind of cut it out about the size of, you know, the size of your palm you just carve out of the stone it's pretty hard pre- pretty uh pretty hardy so uh stonehead but um gravestone but you carve a little part out of it it's kind of vibrates a little bit almost as a in a pulsing motion the blade make an inside job Probably not good. Three. Sword handles buzzing. Don't Let's take it out of that stone. Say that again. I'm sorry. Oh, I, I was just going to say, I'm just going to put it by my side for now. Okay. Put by your side. You guys doing in here digging you're digging in you're digging yours yep okay make a Go make some mockery of things make a athletics check as you start digging you all see things they're digging into the smallest of the plots about three feet 15 well at least make them dig it for you someone's gonna give you a grave 15 to dig check. They're digging into the about two feet deep before there's a your hands hit something 
solid. All right, let's pull it up. You're really not to pull it. Almost hit something. Uh, I'm like a door, or I'm sorry, oh. like a like a plank of wood. Like you hit, like I hit something solid. Did you dig. Hey, um, I'm gonna call Remus over. Yeah. Yes. Let, let me borrow your eye, and I'll just kind of like tap on the whatever I found. Uh, I'll take a look. You can't borrow it though. I need it. I honestly don't remember. I, do I have like a bag of eyes? Do I do I know what I did with my real eye? I forgot. I feel like I saved it, but I'm not sure. I know it got eaten up by some acid. I don't know. Did you? Would you have kept it? Oh, that might have happened then. Yeah, no, I wouldn't have kept it. Would have been mush. All right, let's see what's in this hole. Okay, make an uh, make an athletics check with advantage as you go as you kind of uh, lean over and start helping kind of scoop some of the dirt away. You guys don't. No one has a shovel, unless someone's wasting spell slots to make this. You don't want to. You don't want to waste some spell slots, guys. Don't trust me. I, I can make harmless tremors. I'll shake the dirt. Till the land. What was the check, Ricky? I thought Finks had asked me to uh, look at something in the ground, or like yes. try and see through something. Oh, look. Yeah. Okay. Um, perception check with advantage. Dun dun dun. You're looking through all this dirt and uh, trying to see past this wood that he's kind of banging as you hear a as his hand is kind of pounding against. 19. 19. You see, uh, looking over past Finks, he's essentially sitting in a pile of dirt that's kind of, it's kind of like the kid that's dug themselves a hole at the beach and they're in the hole now trying to dig it. And they're just like kind of stuck in it. And he's kind of like pushing at this wood and kind of pounding on it. And you see that almost like a reflection underneath him is that there is a skeletal body sitting in a wooden casket-like case, three feet wide. And you see through the wood, you see that it starts to move. This We got some sort of skeleton creature down there. All right. Um is it your skeleton? I mean, I can take it, but no. Let me I kind of poke Finks to make sure he's not like jelly. <laughs> Is it a bones day or no bones day, Finks? Uh, it's a bones day. Okay, good. I get that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna pop. Up. Well, did did the skeleton have anything, or is it just the skeleton? With your check, you saw a fairly decomposed, like straight up kind of goblin skeleton, uh, rags. It looks like they had a hand axe, Remus, and they were covered in rags, almost maybe buried with clothing or items wrapped up. You can't really tell. A lot of uh, draping of rags and uh, cloth material. Looks like a bunch of junk. Hmm. It was me. There'd be a much better stuff in there. Things will be buried with all of his treasures. You have a hand axe? No. Yeah, there was a hand axe in there. That's not you. All right. I'm going to pop out of the hole and push the... the well, now I'm just going to hop out of the hole. I'm not going to bother reburying it. Okay. Hop out of the hole. Um, make, a dexter- make a dexterity save with disadvantage. 
Very good, 18. Okay. You hop to the side as you see the skeletal figure break forth its hand out, start to crawl out of the burial where you are. At this moment, you hear out of Remus's, out of Maximus's, a clicking, clacking sound of uh, skeletal jaws moving, uh, breaking out of the bear, uh, out of the graves. What y'all doing? Quick reaction, or are we rolling for initiative, guys? Can I uh, disengage with the bonus action? Bonus action, disengage. I'm gonna hit it with my sun sword. You're gonna hit it with your sun sword. All right, I'll yeah. give you. I'll give you that attack, and let's say roll for initiative. Dun, 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 dun. Ooh. All right. Nice. Okay. Okay. Twenty five to twenty. 20. 20. Okay. Fifteen to twenty. Nineteen. Okay. Uh, 10 to 15? Uh, 14. Okay. 5 to 10? And Corvier's in the battle as well. Ooh. Oh, we're going to win. That's right. Okay. Maybe. Top top of the round. Maximus. You go first. Um, Am I still attacking or oh sorry. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, no, that's good. Uh Finks, you've got to bonus it bonus uh disengage. Remus, you're right up with the glowing uh sun saber. Make a uh I'll just give you a straight attack. At twenty. Roll damage. Oh, I'm going to destroy this thing. I can't wait. Binks is so incredibly offended by everything that's happening right now. <laughs> Just obliterating like a grave marked Finks with a sunblade. So we get plus All right, 
Am I sneak attacking this person? You just disengaged. You didn't move out of five feet, did you, Finks? Um, no, whatever disengages. I just wanted to get out of, like, attack. Oh, wait. No, no yes. You'd be getting out of five. Uh, no sneak attack. Because he would have been five feet back. He would have been beyond the five feet. That's fine. Disengage. 26 damage. Wow. Wow. It, it's undead. It's not my fault. I also got a nat 20. That's impressive. That's impressive. Uh, uh, and okay. Take that. <laughs> okay. Remus, as you bring down the sun sword, seeing a tiny little uh, skeletal finks goblinoid creature break out forth, you instantly bring the sword down on it, and and uh, the radiant damage eats away at the skeletal's uh, finks's arm, breaks it off, and as the skeletal body begin, uh, begins to collapse, you see its necklace, uh, a necklace it had on, tucked inside the rib cage, flash red. The eyes have a burst of energy, and it stares up at you, just barely holding on. Uh, all right. Looking very hurt, but you brought it down for, you clearly are bringing it down for a kill, and something happened with its necklace. Okay, now top of the round. Maximus, what are you doing? Uh, so I'm on my headstone, and now I'm looking at a skeleton version of me right in front of me. Yep, you essentially are right down here looking at the skeletal version of you uh, breaking out. All right. Um, so I can use... Can I go to rip off... If, if my skeleton dude is wearing a necklace too, can I go to rip at it, but at the same time use my claws to make an attack, kind of like a two-for-one thing. If I'm using my claws to grab for it, also... Roll you know really high. Roll really high for an attack. I'll let All you right. do one or the other, but roll really high if you want to try and do both. Four. It's a strong four. <laughs> <laughs> four um, total. I'll, I'll go for the necklace. Okay. But the four in general... For that roll, you go swiping down your paw, and the fright of the skeletal image of the, the back, neck, and the head is like, looking back at you. It shocks you, and you're, you're, you're frightened for just a moment, and you just miss. Okay. Okay. Do you want to do any movement, or is that it? Um, yeah, I'll... Uh, um... Yeah, I'll hop off and move back away from, like, uh, use that stone to put some space in between me and the uh, skeleton. So, uh, yeah, behind, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's good. Cool. Okay, lair action. I need everyone to make charisma saving throws. As the top of the tent has a brilliant flash of colors of the rainbows. It's almost like a psychedelic strobe light of, <laughs> of quick strobe flashes of black and white and pink and black and blue. And then it goes to a neon green and yellow and just flashes a bunch of random colors. 
um, EDM club rave. <laughs> 26. 19. Uh, 22. 20. Okay. Wait, did you all save him? I hope so. That'll show him. Oh, shoot. Yeah, no, he he rolled that too low. So everyone... Everyone, or uh, everyone succeeds, but Corvier. As you see him kind of look up at the top of the tent and just go into this drooling gaze of. Um, distracted. Okay, Remus, you're up. I try and finish this guy off. Probably not. But let's take a look. 11? 11. 11 does not hit. As you bring the sword down again, the... You could have swore it croaks out the word Remus to you, and you pause and hesitate. And bring the sword down, just missing the head to cleave it off uh, as a miss. Anything I'm going else? To like, bonus action, disengage, and okay. then just go back like 15 feet. Okay. Oh, no, not towards the other one, towards Howard and Corvier. Oh. <laughs> uh, 15 feet. 5, 10, 15. Okay. Sick. That's it for Remus. Okay. All right, thanks. You see the little goblin looking skeleton gets out of the uh of the grave marker for itself and pulls itself out and it points its hand at you. Uh, and as this necrotic energy reeks from its hand pointing over towards you, you feel it hit you. Let me see when he rolls. Does a 17 hit? Um, hold on. Something weird's going on. My request is 13. That's not right. I think 17 is my armor class, so I'm just going to say yes, and I'll figure out what's up with my character sheet. What changed? Equipped item? Yeah, must have unequipped something. Just, it hits me. That's fine. Okay, yeah. All right. Go. It hits you, and you feel eight points of necrotic damage pulled from your chest as it hits it back into its hand and you see there's this skin-like texture that begins to kind of grow on the skeleton as he looks a little rejuvenated. He then gets out and is going to scurry this back corner. 
Uh, actually, no. So we'll say getting out was half of his speed. So yeah, he's just going to move back a little bit. All right. Up next is this one. The Remus-looking skeleton is going to get up and begin running and charging after you, Finks. Yeah. And it's going to make an attack roll on at you. Does a... Oh, this is going to have to hit. Uh, 20, this is going to be a 20 to hit? Yep. All right, cool. As it hits you, it's going to do... Only just three, uh, three points of slashing damage. As he cuts it across uh, your back shoulder. And as you feel a, uh, a sword come down, you feel a second dagger come out of the left hand and come after you. Old Remus style. And that one's a seven. Nope. It's going to miss you. Uh, as you look over, the dagger comes up by your head. And as it pulls away, you see it glistening with this green-looking uh, liquid, kind of almost as if it's coated. And you're going to hear <laughs> croak out of the skeleton's mouth. All right, Howard, you're up. Howard, being deeply offended that he doesn't have his own undead person coming at him. Uh, well, this... I'm going to Kamehameha style shoot a firebolt towards the undead one that Remus was attacking before. The right over here, the little tiny things. No, the one that yeah, whichever one Remus was attacking, I think yeah. it was that one. Okay. Yep. The Let's see, what's your range on that? 120 feet. 120 feet. Yeah, you got that. You hit that. All right. Uh, yeah, I do with a dirty 20. Nice, that hits. Uh, roll damage. Uh, 10 points fire damage. Oh, oh, okay. As you hit it, uh, you see a burn up, and as it begins to drop and hit the ground. Thanks. Make a perception check with disadvantage. Uh, yeah, with disadvantage. And Howard, um, perception check with disadvantage because it's dim light and it's pretty far away and in between trees. Done. Disadvantage. Oh, uh, 17. Okay. Uh, you both see that the same flash of red come from the eyes <laughs> as it gets up. <clears throat> Looking weakened again, but getting up nonetheless. Hmm. Okay. And then I'm going to move to, uh, let me see. It's a bit of a cluster that, of a mess. It's a bit of a cluster of a mess where you, where you try. Yeah. <laughs> that, that headstone that's like, uh, uh, nope. Back towards like towards me going to right. Yeah. That one right there. Okay. That. You'll go yep, over here. I'm going to move towards there and try to get like some kind of cover. Okay. I'll give it three quarters cover. Cool. You tuck behind there. And that'll be it. Okay. And hey, uh, okay. skeletal three. It's going to turn around and start. Uh, it's going to finish its movement, come out, and run up to you, Maximus. And it looks at you and puts its hand against your chest, and it goes, 
Eldritch Blast. And a 10 doesn't hit. No, it does not. All right. <laughs> Some fleas come out. I just. <laughs> like these little dead mites. <laughs> Similar. I was going to give a puzzled look behind the corner. Like. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of in line of you. So you could see this happen. Like, well, yeah. uh, it's a skeletal cat. <laughs> it's kind of hissing at you. Swiping a claw. Um, up next is Corvin. Let me see if he saves. Ooh, nat 20. All right. On his turn, he, Corvier shakes off what he sees. And the, don't look at the light. And next turn is, as a skeleton comes out from the uh, back of the trees, making itself aware, and it is... You know what? This one is going to use its bonus bonus action and do a rush up to you, Howard. It's going to go straight for a bite attack. Oh, that's a 22. Uh, That just barely hits. Mm, I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. All right. That'll be... Two points of piercing damage. Okay. As you, as a claw clenches into your a shoulder, <clears throat> crunches into it. And I need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, dirty 20. All right. You feel this. Uh, almost like this numbing sensation come from where the bite hit you in the shoulder and you. Shrug it off as you just uh, feel the the inner magic within your blood just boil uh, boil on the shoulder and just kind of concentrate the energy and push through whatever had just attempted to infect you. Finks, you're up for your turn. Right. So Finks is going to start by casting his spiritual weapon on the Finks goblin. Okay. So I just kind of wanted to like. Have the the bat pop up basically right in front of him, um, in between me and him, and make okay. that attack. Um, does there a twenty four hit? Twenty uh, twenty four does hit. Twenty four does hit. Sorry, that's a big old ten damage, radiant style. Okay, and with the last croaking. <laughs> Into a du- into a blast of dust, bone dust, to be specific. All right. Then I'm going to make an attack on the one in front of me with my action. Uh, that spells bonus action. Okay. I'm going to take out the dagger um, and try to stab it in the uh, eye that Remus is missing. Okay. Make attack roll. Jump up and try to. Does a thirteen hit? Thirteen just hits as you jump up and sweat and slam the dagger into the uh, eyeless socket. You hear <laughs> croaking noise coming from the skeleton's mouth. Roll damage. So quick, 
quick new thing with Finks now. Every time he makes a melee attack, he has uh, a blessing from his god. So he now applies poison damage to everything. So I figure maybe there's like, like a little bit of like a green uh, flare of some sort whenever he's <laughs> swinging swords and claws around. Okay. Um, you so, slam it in uh, the green scaled clawed hand of yours that's gripping the black obsidian dagger slams into the eyeless socket of the skeleton and there's a burst of greenish energy did you roll damage yet uh eight damage from the dagger and then two extra poison okay (laughs) it's a blast of poison and this skeleton looks very hurt. Like, you hear as part of the skull cracks and uh, the uh, eye socket's cavity just falls off. You see this black, goopy soup of, uh, of ooze inside of its skull. All right, that is my turn. No movement from me. Okay. All right. Skeleton number five enters the field, running in from the other side. Comes charging in. He is going to sort of charge up behind Remus in between the dragon because he's a skeleton. He's not that smart. Then he's going to come up and just kind of stab you in the back. Ooh, 23 hit. Uh, You cut out for a second. What was that? 23 hit. Can you hear me? Now we can now. Okay. What was it? Does a 23 hit? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Most definitely. (laughs) Hold on. I think I'm having technical. I think I'm having connection issues. Give me a second, guys. Sorry, everyone. This short break is brought to you by Kaimon. Brought to you by DCT Industries, where dreams do come true. Kaimon, a nice, affordable tabletop game to be brought to far and wide. Maybe you play with your friends. Maybe you don't. Maybe you play with strangers. It's still fun. Kaimon. I have a specific request from Jeff from DCT Industries. There is now a specific Kaimon Facebook page, so give that a check. Uh, give that a check, check that out. Give it a follow or a like, or whatever you do on the Facebook. It is facebook.com slash gaming. I've already liked it. It's pretty just, sick. I, just I put, like the logo. Yeah. Logo's cool. Just put, just put Kaimon in the, the, the thing. Just, just type in Kaimon. It will show up. You'll find it. You're smart. Figure it out. Duh. Are you worried about spelling Kaimon correctly? K-A-I. M-O-N. Come on. Listen to Kaimon, uh, guys. Make sure you use the right slash. Make sure it's the one above your question mark. That's the one. Yes, that one. All right. Better issue, better connection, guys? Yes. So All right, fine. good, good. <laughs> All right. Um, skeleton looks uh, hurt, and... Oh, this one runs up behind uh, Remus. This one, it hits you. And it is going to do 
four points of piercing damage as it stabs you in the rib cage, pulls out the sword. Make a constitution saving throw. How dare it. That's going to be a 14. Okay. Uh, you say that. It's then going to pull its second dagger out and throw a uh, thrust at your rib cage on the opposite side, trying to go for a kidney. It's going to try and shank you in the back. There's a 15 hit. Yes. Sorry, I had to remember the rule. 15 is my AC. So, yes, it does hit. Um, but because I can see him this time, I'm going to use my reaction uncanny dodge and half the damage. Okay, good. So, you get hit with a uh, side dagger. This is going to do. Ooh, this one hit nice. Four points of damage. Sorry, sorry, not four. Six points. Six points of damage. Uh, piercing. As a pointy stiletto-like dagger stabs into you and pulls out, make an intelligent saving throw. Okay. Was six halved or not halved? Oh, six was total, so uh, three. Okay. Intelligent saving throw. Oh, I'm good at these. All right. Allegedly. Allegedly. That's what the sheet says, but you know. Sixteen? Sixteen. Sixteen uh, saves. As you see, uh, spinning around, seeing the, uh, using your uncanny dodge of uh, swirling, you see this bluish-looking coating covering the dagger that's pulled out of you. I take all of these daggers when they're dead. I take every single one of them. Okay. (laughs) Uh, number six is going to run up after Howard. And this one's going to try and uh, gnaw at you as well. It rushes up to you, similar as the fourth one. And it's going to make an attack roll. It is a 12 to hit. Uh, That misses. All right. And this one uh, brings up a side dagger as well. This one is a, oh, that's a nat one. So, uh, yeah, you're good. Top of the round, Maximus, what are you doing? Um, I'm going to go swipe at the necklace of me, in front of me, since he's right there again. All right, make a, make a slight of hand check. No, slight of hand check for this. Slight of hand check, all right. Twenty-four? Okay. You see the necklace uh, tucked in between, uh, un- uh, like underneath the underneath the neck and into the rib cage. As you grab it and paw it and pull it out, there's a tension where it kind of grabs it. It's like, no, you, the 24 is too tough. As you pull and yank it out, uh, there is a snapping sound as it, uh, the the metal breaks. And there's a, no, as it bursts into dust. All right. Um, Can I can I use as a cantrip a uh, minor illusion to shout and like make my voice really loud on the same turn then 
or no? Is it a is it a bonus action? Uh, no, no, it's not. Um, just shout. Uh, yeah, that that's. I just want to. What do you shout to? Just shout. Sure, yeah. Just I just want to yell. Go for the necklace and use a uh, uh, minor illusion to like project it throughout so everybody can hear over the chaos that's going on. Okay, you all hear. Go for the necklace. It's projected and booming throughout the room. Um, Anthony, can I actually yes. make a uh, quick check at the Fink goblin that or goblin, the Fink skeleton that passed? Is the necklace kind of there still, or did it kind of go away with it? Fades away into dust. With it. Uh, like the necklace too. Necklace fade away to dust. I will say, make a perception check just to see if you see any residue. Um, twenty-two. There's no necklace. It is gone. Okay. I need everyone to make charisma saving throws as the, as, as you all hear. There's a flash of light in the middle of it. You're a popping sound. Uh, If you wish to close your eyes, you may close your eyes and look down for the turn, but then you're rolling with advantage. But doing so is going to cover your eyes throughout this entire turn of the strobe lighting effect that's going on. So do you wish to attack and move with eyes closed for the turn, or do you wish to keep them open and try and fight whatever saving throw this is? We get advantage if we do that. Close your eyes for the turn, you get advantage. All right, I'm taking that up because otherwise I got a frick. Okay. I'll do the same. All right, 22. Much better. Okay, succeed. I mean, attack, attacks and checks that, you, that require sight are disadvantage. 24. Okay. All right. Uh, Simil- 24, as, 24 as well, but I'm keeping my eyes open. Okay, so you just rolled 24. Nice. Oh, charisma. 19. Okay. Eyes open. And he didn't like that. He is going to roll with advantage. Perfect. So Corvier is going to close his eyes. And uh, as he looks to succeed, Remus, you saved. Howard, you uh, you save. And what was the advantage, Finks and Maximus? Uh, 22. 22 saved. 24. Saved. Okay. All saved across the board. Nice. Uh, all right, Remus, you're up. I'm going to attack the skeleton that just tried to stab me twice. All right, make some attack rolls. Dun, 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 dun. We get... Fifteen? 15. That does hit. All right. So it's going to be. Oh, that's going to do a lot of damage to it. It's not a net 20. I'm only rolling. Yeah, no. It did 10 damage. Okay. I rolled bad. bad. As you come carving through, you cleave off part of the uh, one of the arms as the blade drops. 
it's still holding the uh, dagger. The main sword is gone, though. And right. it's looking a little hurt. That's pretty sure that's it. Double check, double check. I guess, yeah, I'll, I'll bonus action disengage and then circle behind Corvier. Oh, uh, that's not okay. And that's it for me. Okay. Wait, you didn't tell me that. Uh, oh, wait. Yes, you did. You did 10 damage. Uh-huh. I didn't mark it. That's what I did. Yes. All good. Okay. And one in front of Finks over here. Uh, that looks uh, has uh, that looks like Remus. Brings down a sword dagger at you. Does he have an advantage on me now? Because I have my eyes closed. Uh no, okay. Because I didn't know if this thing could sneak attack. I wasn't thinking about that ahead of time. You have been no bad. You you don't know if it can sneak yeah. attack. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not getting advantaged then. No. Good. First attack is 19. Yes. Hits. Okay. Second one is 13. Does not hit. Okay. First dagger, uh, the first sword hits you. This one does seven points of slashing as it comes to cut at you. And then the dagger, uh, this one was, this one had the green coating. Yes. So the green coating comes up to you and it uh, just misses under your arm as it's just a little offset. And you feel the graze of this uh, burning sensation as the blade touches your, uh, touches your forearm. Almost like a, your your skin begins to kind of eat away. Almost like a chemical burn. Like Howard, you're up. All right, I can't see what the little thing is. is. There are two right next to me, or there are two. There are here. Okay, there are, there are two next to you. Okay, um, and they're all within five feet of each other, right? Uh, yes. Okay, uh, so I'm going to. They're both within five feet of you too. Okay. Um. Do I see the necklaces hanging on them? Make perception checks. Okay. Uh, it's a 19. You do see necklaces on them. Cool. Um, okay, Max. And I'm going to Hulk style thunderclap. Uh, and every creature within the five foot radius of me, which would be those two, mm-hmm. uh, has to make a constitution saving throw. Ooh. First one fails, second one succeeds. Uh okay. It was it was a seven and a twenty-two. Okay. So the first one that failed is gonna take sorry, not twenty-two, twenty-one. Uh the one that failed is gonna take eleven points of thunder damage. And okay. I was aiming it more towards like the necklace to see if I can kind of explode the necklace. Okay. If they succeed, uh, if they fail, are they are they pushed away? 
Uh, no, they don't push away. It's just uh, thunder damage. Uh, is it sound. save? Is uh the one that saves is fine. He doesn't take any damage. That's what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Doing math in a minute. Okay. Uh, you don't see the necklace at all, shake at all, but you do see them tucked away inside their bony skeletal chest. Uh, these ones have more of a leather padded uh, bucklers wrapping all across their uh, skeleton, their skeleton uh, rib cages, the shoulder pads. They have a sword, dagger, some boots. Okay. And then I'm going to uh, use basically kind of just like and use my little uh, spider climbing shoes up to the top of that gravestone. All right, you are within, uh, you're going to be moving away from the one. So you're gonna, they're going to get, okay. 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 The one misses. That one's going to be a 21 to hit. Yep, that hits. As you get hit by the one with the dagger, the, with the blue uh, liquid on it. Make an intelligence saving throw. Okay. This piercing uh, sensation as you feel the blade enter your uh, enter your stomach as you're uh, stepping off and away. You feel this like this sla- this like piercing sensation. The blade cuts into your into your stomach, and then you feel a throbbing, pounding headache. What was the intelligence save? Um, it's an 11, but I wanted to be on top of the headstone if I can. Top of the headstone. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Um, yeah, so 11 on that. Uh, total? And 11 total for intelligence saving. You lose one of your lower spell slots. Uh, one of your uh, your lowest spell slot. You lose one. Okay. That's fine. As this pulsing of poison that travels from your stomach hits your spinal cord and straight up the straight up your spine and kind of rocks your head as you have this almost like a brain freeze and you shake it off and you feel a little drained all right and then uh bonus action i'm going to put my hand up let it swirl the shadow around and hold out and pull out shadow blade Okay. I'm going to ready that for my next uh, turn. Okay. And that'll be it for me. Okay. All right. Corvier is going to... Drill! Come out! Stop your hiding. I know you're here. Face us like a man. He's staring at You see him kind of just coasting his head around. <sighs> Torrent of ice rips through the air. And he is going to attack at the one right down in front of him. And he's going to let go with a torrent of icy cone. Uh, is it a cone? Or... Yeah, it's a... yeah, it is a cone. And that skeleton is going to Shoot. Skelly Bones gets an ice cream cone. All right. It actually succeed. It actually succeeds it. So it's gonna frost the bones. Oh no, never mind. It fails that. So 
Remus, you see standing right in front of you a skeleton icicle just coated in a block of solid ice. Frozen solid. And I will actually put for a marker for it. We'll say that this is a frozen skeleton. One ice cube that will melt. There you go. <laughs> um, where is my? Oh, there it is. And see his turn. All right, this one is gonna try to uh, begin to shake the stone. Realize it's not working. And then it's going to go around to the other side of it. So you're up here. There you go. And Finks, your turn. All right. Finks is closing his eyes and like kind of like waggling his dagger around, but that's the distraction. What I want to do is have the spirit <laughs> weapon kind of just like fly from the other direction. Kind of do like a full beeline through the space to get to the other side of the other side. Use the full movement. There you go. And then uh, make an attack that way. Okay, make attack roll. Now, do I need to roll this attack with disadvantage? I don't know how you wanted to rule that. In uh, in any bit of the right of the of the wording for uh, spiritual or spiritual guardians. Does it say anything about a uh, site that you can see, attacks a target you can see, or just within its range? Uh, is it is it a is it a site spell uh, also? No, verbal somatic. Um, so it says I can make a, an attack within five feet of it. It doesn't say I need to see the creature. Cool. We'll say the uh, the the holy aura of your spiritual. A bat that's flying over it is uh, just kind of swarming in a mess and hits it. So roll attack for it. 26 to hit. Oh, that hits. That hits. And that's a, that's a nine damage. Two. All right. It's looking a little hurt. You starting to get it, starting to chip away at him. All right. And now my real dagger attack, I'm going to Kind of, since I'm kind of like covering my eyes, I'm just gonna like start stabbing at his feet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so rolling at disadvantage. Twenty-two. Oh, I did good. That's a twenty-two at disadvantage. That hits. All right. So eight damage plus the poison. It's another four. So twelve total. bad not bad nice stab it you hear it being this close up to it okay anything else you wish to do if not uh, i can't move without provoking attack so i'm done okay he's frozen hmm Mm-hmm. 
This one is going to back up. Look at you, Howard. I need you. Oh, wait, it's not a save. It's just going to look up at you and be like, Howard. Make a insight check. Uh, insight is a five. As you're looking down at the skeleton, it's just kind of calling out your name. There's something uh, different by how it's speaking, as if almost it's being spoken to you through someone else, something else, from somewhere else. Something about it. Five doesn't tell you that much. <clears throat> A skeleton is speaking and calling out your name. It's going to point at you, and you see this dark black energy streak out and hit it, or uh, come out and streak out and look at uh, look to hit at you. And as you see this black streak of energy, it passes over your shoulder. Just... Uh, almost as if it was deflected and rebounded off of whatever warlock persona you were giving off. And top of the round, Maximus. <laughs> um, can uh, Okay, so I did not look at the light, but still passed. So what is my situation right now? I, I have disadvantage. Oh, wait, oh, okay, so, okay, so uh, you didn't look at the light, so you looked down. Yeah, covered and covered your eyes. Uh, disadvantage on attacks or actions that you require sight. Okay. Um, how far away is the frozen skeleton? It's more than 30 feet, right? Yep. Okay. About 45, 50 feet. Um, and there's no immediate threat around me at the moment. Uh, Not Now make a perception check. If you, if you want to do a perception check and look around rather than making uh, an action to like attack or move, your choice. With disadvantage though, I'm assuming, because it requires yes. sight. Okay. Unless you wish to do it by something else other than just what are you looking at? Uh, you said perception, disadvantage, non-nat 20. You hear the off-tone of Jarrell's voice. From which direction? All around. All around. Just almost like he's the one speaking and saying, And it's almost like his voice is being disguised. All right. Um, Okay. So I would like to then, since I have not used an action yet, we're not going to count me looking around as an action, right? That was just me. I have a free, yeah, we'll say it's a free action. Sure. Okay. Uh, Then I would like to, uh, again, I'm going to cast Minor Illusion to amplify my voice. And I'm going to calmly but sternly say, <laughs> Drell, I'm going to tell you who I am. I am a tabaxi who makes deals for a living. And I'm going to reach into my pocket and throw out a couple of silvers on the ground. Now, you can show yourself and accept my deal or accept the consequences. What's it going to be? 
make a persuasion check. Okay. With uh, advantage. All right. For the amplifying and for calling him out because he did not know you would you guys were aware of him. Or with advantage, it's a net 20 plus six. Wow. Okay. You hear actually let it be at that. No response at this exact moment, but 26 does does make a, an impression. Okay. And that will be my turn. Okay. With that being your turn, Jarrell does show himself as the booming of, whoa, I bet you didn't expect to be caught so off guard, all of you. It was a little planning of mine. You all hear this voice boom and echo in the tent. And you see, uh, hear it coming from the ceiling in the tent. For those of you that have your eyes open, you would see the image of Jarrell's face, this cocky-looking grin, as he lights himself a... Uh, as you just see his face kind of floating of his neck, and you see a hand come into the image, light a cigar. Oh. This is going to be one final send-off. I hope you guys are enjoying the warm-up. I took inspiration from all of you for these. Except for you, Howard. I've got something special in the works for you. Oh, I thought that's just because you can't copy me as much as you want to try. Oh, oh, my Howard. I have a special guest for you. But on with the show. As there's a there's a sudden flash as he his eyes up in the up in the tent begin to flash and change color and uh, start the strobe like effect. Um, for those of you that wish to try to look up and be able to use advantage throughout the round uh, to be able to not have to roll with disadvantage, you let me know. Do you wish to close your eyes as the flashing begins to start again? Are we making uh, a so Christmas okay. saving? Or uh, Christmas yes, saving Christmas again? save. Chris, okay. Christmas, sorry, Christmas save. All right. Yeah, I'm keeping my eyes, my eyes open uh, with the dirty 20. Got it. Same, I got a 19. Got it. 17? Okay. 22. Got it. You said 19? Okay. Remus, did you keep your eyes open? I did. I have a 17. All right. Unfortunately, for this moment... You just are gazing at Jarrell's eyes and just transfixed on them. You like him. You just, want to kiss him. Where is he? He's, just like, he's on the, his face is just oh, he's in the ceiling. Okay. He's like in the, he's like the ceiling itself as his, as his, it's almost like a big head. Uh, Oz, great and powerful, huge, large head that's just on the tent top as it has this dark glowing appearance as he's kind of like, uh, it's almost like a, projection of him of an image as his okay. it's like a an illusion big fat head and as you're looking up at it and you're feeling yourself you kind of hit the stupor there's a no as corvier 
shoots a torrent of ice at the top of the tent and rips it open. It falling out to the back. You guys see a uh, the pink and purplish looking sky as the tent post all are sucking up to are all sticking up to the point and begin to kind of ripping off and tearing down on themselves. Uh, the flashing going away. You Remus, you shake it off. Yeah, Corvier. That's why I saved that guy. <sighs> Come out, Jarrell. And he is going to make a persuasion check. Well, 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 uh, with an invite like that, why not? And you see Jarrell floating down from the top, it kind of almost appears out of nowhere. That has been floating and levitating above you all, watching, looking down. As he is floating down, you see his body is almost distorted and changed. You see he has a long yellow cloak that has been draped, falling uh, beyond his his height. Uh, cloak has to be easily seven feet long. A uh, little bit, a little bit similar to Howard's, but Jarrell's only you know he's a halfling, so it's he's just kind of floating in midair. You see, he has these hoof-like uh, feet. Did you say hoof? Oh, yeah, hoof, hoof-like feet, uh, almost like a, uh, a, almost like goat-like feet. Um, you see, he has this horns that are p- pushing out from his forehead. <laughs> Maximus looks at the crowd and goes, "This is what happens when you get your warlocks from Wish.com." and you see his chest is caved away almost as this undying kind of necrotic looking pulled away skin as he's wearing a like long drop v-neck like vest that the cloak is uh covering over Uh, you see he's got pants on uh, no pants on it's just like kind of like furred almost um like uh oh my god uh like almost like this yes like like <laughs> from yes. narnia yeah oh my god when i'm going um what, what's the name is uh i'm gonna go blank at it it's like the goat the goat the goat butt you know and uh he is looking all hella powerful so he floats down. He looks over at the skeletons, pushes his hands out as the bony bodies just get blasted away with energy. As he begins looking up in the sky and, start, and starts reciting some dark uh, tongues. What languages, not you, Finks, because you know Goblin in Common, Maximus knows. 
Abyssal, Common, and Goblin. Okay. Uh, Danny? Abyssal, Common, Deep Speech, and Infernal. Got it. Remus? I know. I think just Infernal and Common, but let me double check. Infernal and Common. And Thieves Can't. If Thieves Can't was ever spoken. spoken. Kind of. It's more like Latin. It's like the dying language. You don't really speak it. It's more of just markings and, you know. <laughs> um, more, no, that's lies. It's Thieves Can't's more like hobo, uh, hobo speech. You know, the markings. Howard, you hear in deep speech the calling beyond the veil. I rectify and call upon my first pact. I offer you a a servant not worthy. Show him just a glimpse of your power as he begins to fully touch down and land in the center. It's a little tiny mini for the placement. And behind him... Oh, <laughs> yo! Power. He is super <laughs> powerful. Holy cow! Behind I him, say keep it. <laughs> just like TPK to everybody. <laughs> Behind him. Uh, so you all are in front of him, looking at him. But uh, Maximus, you see a portal crack open, ten feet tall, split around. From the back, from behind Maximus, all you see is this yellow sphere, just circle, just not sphere, just a circle gateway open, and you can't see through it. It just looks like hard yellow light. Okay. Like, like think like yellow lantern construct, just a plate. You so just now, like my it. my vision is obscured. Now I yes. just see a yellow circle. Yes. Got it. You all see these black tentacles reaching beyond this portal behind Jarrell. As the Can flowing... I try to counterspell that? Sure. As soon as I see it open and I see everything coming out, I'm going to try to counterspell. Okay. Roll. What level are you casting um, at? It's at fourth. Hold on one second. Uh, trying to see what I have to do again because I forgot. Okay, yeah, it's fourth. Uh, the DC is 10 plus the spell level. <clears throat> that's a No, that's a 15, so probably not. As he begins chanting, you see this yellow cloak-like material kind of flail through the portal and go. He turns around. Maximus, you no longer see this yellow circle portal of hard light. He's just staring at you. He is red in the face. And he's going to pick up there next week. Oh, oh, in the <laughs> face, <laughs> in the face. Y'all. I was like, I'm the only yellow one. <laughs> no, <laughs> slammed that shut. 
Uh, he was he was looking forward uh, to to greeting you to someone, Howard. But we'll have to see next time what mini I was yeah. about to drop on the on the on the table next time. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. Sorry for the technical difficulties uh, getting the show going, and then with the sound, you know, hey. That's one of the great things about our player, uh, about our fans, Black Rock Joe and Jeff. You guys are awesome. Uh, Kaylee is happy. Who's T Money? Is T Tony? Are you T Money? Uh, not on. Uh, no, that's wait, not wait, me. Wait, wait, is T Money one of? Oh, was wait, was T Money someone list, like following in? We have I a T Money on uh, Discord. <laughs> I was we caught have, off guard for a second. Oh, we have a ten. We had a uh, uh, Path of Cinders was on earlier. What's up, Path of Cinders? Thank you. Thank you for coming back in. Black Rock Jody, yeah. you're, you're awesome. Um, we got a Taco Tuesday per- on a Sunday. I can't Guys. remember who told me I couldn't marathon Squid Games, but I did like three weeks ago for them. And I we'll talk about it eventually. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about Squid Games going forward uh, some, somehow. No, oh no, no, you're you are you are T Money Tony, apparently. How is it? Um, hey, but. Hey guys, uh, if you've been tuning in, thank you so much. If you're listening in on the on the replay, thank you guys so much. You rock. Please make sure to follow us on Facebook, Pod-Casters, Tabletop Gaming Podcast, as well as on social media, Podcasters underscore Tabletop Gaming. Uh, check us out, follow us, show some support. I also do a show called Chris and Anthony Just Can't Stop. Uh, stop. Uh, super fun. Uh, I do it with uh, Danny's brother, Chris Chavez, and... It's on the network called uh, bscbp-radio.com. Check it out. Go lo- uh, go follow, like, subscribe. Uh, check us out on uh, social media. Chris, uh, Chris and Anthony, uh, JS, JCS, JCS. I'm going to drop it off to my players and wrap up the show. So, guys, Danny, tell them where to find you. You can find me in Florida. Yeah. No, you can find us. Who am I? Uh, Howard on uh, Twitter at Podcasters H. Uh, if you want to follow some of my arts, uh, I'm on uh, Instagram and Facebook. Uh, it's Ratfink Arts, R A T P H I N C Arts. Uh, go check it out. Check them out. Check them out. All right. And Maximus. Hey, it's Max. That doesn't work as well as Ricky. I'm sorry, guys. Uh, you can follow Max on the Twitters at Podcaster Mad Max. Uh, for all his giffy shenanigans and for any of my shenanigans, uh, you can follow me on the interwebs at the Mark Seven One Six. All right, follow Mark, follow uh, Maximus. Thanks. All right, everybody. Finks is on Twitter at Podcasters Finks. And in lieu of my normal promotion, I just want to uh, reiterate: Kaimon has its own Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Kaimon dot tabletop dot gaming it's gonna be right in the bottom of the thing yeah. i don't know where that is where you're watching this anthony's input there yeah go listen to it all right last but not least i'm remus you can follow remus at podcasters remus on twitter uh i'm ricky coates you can follow me at rick underscore coats on instagram or twitter uh what the hell am i doing this week i'm going to florida I might see Danny, depending how late it is. Um, because no, I'll be there. I'll just be late to work on Thursday. <laughs> All right. So Wednesday, I will be in Orlando playing with Keep Flying at Will's Pub late into the evening at, for the pre-pre-fest put on by Smart Punk Records. 
And then on Thursday, the 28th, I will be at the High Dive in Gainesville playing the their pre-fest event with Keep Flying. And then people will be there for fest that weekend. I will not, but, you know, I'll still be there in spirit. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm in Denver now. That's cool. Danny's in Florida. I'm in Denver. Everyone else is spread it among swings. So really thank coast you for understanding our technical difficulties. Yeah. We're coast to coast, guys. Yeah, almost. Almost. Kind of. Space Ghost was coast to coast. Space yes. Ghost. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, please thank you uh, so much for following. Keep subscribing, liking. Check out DCT Industries. DCT. Until next time, grab those D20s. I have one this week. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That one's big, dude. I know. In lieu of seeing uh, Keep Flying Wednesday. It's the big one. The big one. Are we rolling? Till next time, guys. Keep. I don't even know what I get.